0: Attention,
1: all gamers,
0: you're listening to Stories from the
1: Sticks. Cut. Attention. No! Attention. Cut.
0: Go. Attention, all gamers, you're listening
1: to Stories from the Sticks. Alright, alright. Reality ruined my life. Go Tomo, go. This is the part that I was thinking of. He's got 27 tattoos. They are so good. Uh, two hard hitter albums in one year. In 2012, both of those albums came out. That's ridiculous. 2012 was the watershed moment in pop music history because One Direction (laughs) changed the game. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Stories from the Sticks, your go-to source for true crime and Greek mythology. Spoken like a true gamer, Gabriella Norton. Thank you so much, Sydney Davis.
0: You're welcome. Today, the topic that we are going to be relating stories to is Stockholm Syndrome! Kind of. Well, mine's pretty Stockholm Syndrome-y, I think.
1: My story is Stockholm Syndrome if you don't know what Stockholm Syndrome actually is. You could be like, I can see where that fits in. Oh
0: yeah, I've heard the One Direction song before. From their album Four? Yeah. Not their best album. Because Up All Night was their best album.
1: Take Me Home is a very close second, if not tied.
0: Hope you guys are really excited for this, because we are... These are some fun topics, but these are both stories that we were really excited about anyway. Yeah, separately. I'm excited about this one. Let's begin our first (laughs) (laughs) episode. Let's dive right in. Excited for this episode because it means that I get to tell one of my favorite stories from Greek mythology. Mm, does it have to do with Hades? Yes, it has Hades in it. Woo! Woohoo! And this is one of the most well known love stories in mythology, period. I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong about that. Just say it again and
1: confidently. Okay. Then-
0: This is one of the most well-known love stories in all of Greek, uh, in all of mythology in the whole world. Really? Yep. Wow. I just, yes. So, just to run a little refresher, so you know all the names that I'm going to be saying, you can join right in and it'll be like a little pop quiz for you, okay? All right. In the beginning, there was only... Chaos. Pure disorder, right? Yes. And from chaos came Gaia, and she is... The Earth. And her husband that she made for himself, Uranus. He is the god of? The sky. Very good. They had the Titans and one of them, the main one. Cronus. With a U. You have such a good memory, Gabs. on it. You are on top of it. Cronus overthrows his father and out of fear of being overthrown by his children what does Cronus do? He eats his babies. He eats his babies right as they're born. He's like let me see those little dudes. Let me hold them. And he
1: vores them. Except for Zeus right? Yes! Oh. it over here. Episode one is just so good. I listen to it all the time. Yes, and everyone should go. Skip to episode two.
0: <laughs> After Zeus, oh, grows up, overthrows Cronus, saves all brothers and sisters, yes. they
1: become the first six Olympians.
0: There are 12 total. However, right. the other six are just offspring of the original six. And from eldest to youngest of the original six, there are Hestia, Hera, Demeter, Poseidon, Hades, and Zeus. Demeter and Zeus have a child. The conception of the child is not consensual. Hold up. So Zeus is a little bit, not even a little bit. Zeus is the worst person, I think. One of the worst people in all of Greek mythology. Zeus and Demeter have a child. Her name is Persephone. This story, before I begin, I just want to uh, mention this is kind of brought up a little bit in Hesiod's Theogony. The Theogony I covered in episode one. You guys can go listen to it if you want. But this story is mainly told in the Homeric Hymn to Demeter. Demeter is the goddess of harvest of grain fertility. Again, Demeter is Persephone's mother. The Homeric Hymn to Demeter is more just Demeter's side of this whole story. I'm going to start the story from Hades' point of view. The underworld is a dark, gloomy, dismal place. It's the realm of the sleeping, the realm of the dead. He's emo, he's goth, and kind of sexy. He likes his solitude. He likes it down there. He never leaves the underworld. Sometimes he goes up to make a little appearance. Shows up late to the parties. Mm Mm-hmm. But sometimes Hades goes to Mount Olympus. Sometimes he'll see Earth. One of the times that he ventured out of the underworld, he sees Persephone. She is a radiant beauty, her youthful. And when she walks, the dirt that she walks upon grows flowers. And her hair is long and flowy. And she has this childlike innocence. And it's so alluring. He says, I have to have her now. Now. Since Persephone is Demeter's only daughter, it makes sense that Demeter is pretty protective of her. Yeah. So she wards off all men, is thought patrol for Thought thought Patrol for Persephone. Someone has to do it. Someone's (laughs) gotta do it. So Hades has to figure out what to do. He's got no skills with ladies. The only people he talks to are already dead. Naturally, he goes to the ladies' man, Zeus, for some
1: relationship advice. Zeus, as in Persephone's father. Mm hmm. Good.
0: Good. And his
1: brother, right?
0: Yep. All right. Hey, Zeus, I am saucing on your daughter. What do I do to make her mine without Demeter's permission because she won't give it to me
1: anyway? Demeter, my sister. Your sister?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Greek mythology. It's Alrighty. not weird. Unless it's, like, father or daughter.
1: Okay. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'd have thought that was fine, too, at this rate. <laughs> well, anyway. <Thank> God. <laughs> Here we go. So, Zeus
0: says, all right, brother, I'll help you out. I'll go get Grandma Gaia. She's just cool with this, too? Oh, yeah. She's okay. a real family woman, too. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. They concoct a plan. They get together, are sitting around the table and say, this is what's going to happen, and this is how it's going to happen. One day, Demeter goes down to Earth to tend to her earthly duties
1: as goddess of harvest. Okay, like making plants grow?
0: Yeah. Okay. So she leaves Persephone with some nymphs. Nymphs, in case you don't know, are nature spirits. Have you, You've seen Disney's Hercules. Yeah. So you remember when Phil is, like, peeping on the women, and yes. then they run away and turn into, like, the trees and mm-hmm. stuff. Those are nymphs. Okay. So, let's imagine Persephone is in that river right now, and she's hanging out with the
1: ladies. And When I thought of nymphs, I was imagining little Koroks from Breath from of the, Breath Wild. Of the so Wild. you said that. <laughs> <The> little <laughs> Just little, yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, they're taking care of us. Like, okay, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, well, you can imagine that, too, okay? Okay. Okay, so Persephone's being babysat by the nymphs, Demeter's out and about with a blunt in her mouth. Persephone loves flowers because she's like her mother a little bit Mm -hmm. and ventures off just short, a little bit away. This is probably something she does all the time. Right by the river, she goes to a field where there are flowers. So she's picking roses, she's picking violets, iris blossoms too. And the Narcissus, which was grown as a lure for the flower-faced girl by Gaia, all according to the plans of Zeus. Gaia was doing a favor for the one who receives many guests. Hades. Um, in a nutshell, their plan was that Gaia springs her Narcissus out of the ground to lure her. The thing about the Narcissus flower, it says that the Narcissus was a wonderful thing in its splendor. To look at it gives a sense of holy awe to the immortal gods as well as mortal humans. Persephone was filled with a sense of wonder and she reached out with both hands to take hold of the pretty plaything. Here's the catch. This was all according to the plan of Zeus, Guy, and Hades. As soon as she picks this flower, the little hole in the ground from where you get the roots, it just sinks in deeper and suddenly the earth starts caving in. Just under like underneath her? Um, a little bit. She doesn't fall down or anything, but it's just like a chasm. Is that the word? Yeah. Yes. It just opens up. Just opens up. It says, There it was that the Lord who receives many guests made his lunge. He was riding on a chariot drawn by immortal horses. The son of Kronos, the one known by many names. So as soon as she picks the flower, the ground opens up beneath her. A chariot rides out, and Hades is on there. Mm -hmm. He
1: scoops Persephone up. All right, baby, you're coming with me. Okay, so Hades comes and is like, come on, and just takes her in the chariot. But aren't nymphs supposed to be watching her? I'm glad you said that, Gabs.
0: The thing about the nymphs they're water nymphs, sure. Okay. So if they wander too far from the water, they'll die. Oh. She's like, come on, follow me, let's go over here. But there was one nymph who witnessed it. Her name was Cyan. She tries to save Persephone, but of course she's no match for Hades. So after failing to save Persephone, she cries and cries and cries, and all of her tears eventually melt her, and she becomes a puddle of tears. And the tears become a river, and that's the River Cyan. Oh, that's cute. I mean, it's sad, but it's like cute, you know? Yeah, that's an origin story yeah. right there. Demeter comes back after her duties, notices Persephone's gone, and is super pissed off. Where's my daughter? You're supposed to be babysitting her. Where is she? Understandable. They don't know because they weren't with her. Then the River Cyan washes up a belt of Persephone's. That's kind of a signal that something went wrong. Mm-hmm. So Demeter is in rage and curses the nymphs who were supposed to be watching her. Turns them into sirens.
1: Interesting.
0: Sirens are not the beautiful mermaids that sometimes we think. Right. The way that they're described is... They have plumed bodies and scaly feet. But they sing like...
1: Like it's all fake.
0: You just hear the voices and then you're mesmerized. And I have to follow this. And seek out where the voice is coming from. Yeah, and they'll bore you just like Cronus will. Good. (laughs) She starts wandering aimlessly looking for answers. Mm -hmm. Searching for her daughter. After nine days and nine nights of wandering aimlessly, she sees Hecate who's the goddess of witchcraft okay and Hecate's like oh yeah I heard her screams anyway go talk to Helios the sun god and he'll tell you what happened so they go do that she learns what happens meanwhile I'm sure you're wanting to know what's happened to Persephone Mm -hmm. Hades isn't that bad of a guy actually he has a really bad way with women okay they all do though (laughs) they all do Hades is compassionate. He is respectful. He is sweet to her. He is one of the only men who treat his wife as an equal. Okay. She comes down and he has gardens that he made for her so that it doesn't feel as dead and he has her throne right next to his and he's like, I know I kidnapped you but look at all of these good things I have for you. She is not having it at first. She's okay. super upset and wanting yes. to go home. But over time, she kind of gets used to it. She's ruling and she is an adult and she's being treated like an adult. Demeter, on the other hand, wanted to keep her as her daughter.
1: This is just Greek Beauty in the Beast. I know! <laughs>
0: I was thinking that. Persephone missed her mother mm-hmm. and wanted to go home, but at the same time, She was witnessing a side of Hades that nobody else had known. Beauty and the Beast. This is
1: literally Beauty and the Beast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's that um, the line from when they're like throwing snowballs. A bit alarming. But there's something in him that I simply
1: didn't see. And then he shows her the library. Yeah. He's like, the library, it's yours. That's her garden. Oh my god, thank you. But then her dad is, like, searching for her, like, to meet her. Yes. Man,
0: that's a good movie. That is a good movie. So, back to the Greek Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Instead of the French one. Okay. So, Persephone misses her mother, but she's being treated like an adult. She's being treated as a ruler. She's Mm -hmm. ruling alongside him. She's saying she wants these things, and he'll do it. Um, One time, Persephone suggested that another realm should be made kind of like a heaven and he's like that's a great idea babe let's add that in okay. so then elysium is made elysium fields it is the underworld's heaven okay
1: Hades uh. is just like a first wave feminist he's the first first wave feminist he
0: just had some pretty bad means to an end right so Demeter eventually finds out what happens and she is pissed she mm-hmm. goes to Zeus
1: where the heck is our daughter right mm-hmm. sorry I kind of let Hades have her He's like, mom's in on it, Hades is in on it, i on it.
0: Grandma's in on it. And Demeter's just like... The odd man out. Right. Persephone's halfway the victim. She was the victim, now she's happy. She's got Stockholm Syndrome. There you go. Demeter's like demanding something happens. Zeus looks over and he says, oh shoot, what's happening to Earth over there? She's like, I haven't been doing my work because I've been looking for my daughter. Give her back to me now. My hands are tied. Got him. Can you go back to Earth now? Because I don't want all my mortal women to die. Then who am I going to have an affair with?
1: God, poor Demeter. (laughs)
0: Like, actually. (laughs) I know. Her daughter has been taken from her, and now Earth is dying as a consequence. Famine is spreading everywhere because the plants are all dead. So Zeus, freaking out because he won't have any more mortal women to bang, he calls... Persephone and Hades up. Hades is like, shoot, ah, Persephone's gonna leave me. What am I gonna do? (laughs) Even though Persephone is kind of in love with him and happy in the underworld. I have a present for you. (laughs) And he holds out some pomegranate seeds. Mm -hmm. This whole time leading up to this point, Persephone has not eaten anything because it is commonly known that if you eat from your captor, you are to return to your captor. Okay. Also, if you eat in the underworld, you're supposed to stay in the underworld. Okay.
1: So, how long has she been in the underworld at this point? Well, Dem- at least the nine days for. Probably longer than that. So she's like. skinny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now she's skinny. Okay. Hades wants her to eat so that he can get some of that thickness. You know? Yes. I don't know how long it's been. It's been long enough for all of the plants to be dying. That's true. Okay. Like nine days and nine nights where she's wandering aimlessly, but then she finds Hecate and then she goes to Helios. So probably a good amount of time. A good amount of time. The Homeric hymn to Demeter is like 500 lines long. Okay. So it's she's been there for a hot minute, enough for Elysium Fields to be there, enough for her to realize she is more content with her life. Okay. There. She takes the pomegranate seeds, eats six of them, willingly. Some people are like, it's because she was so hungry. Okay, but if you're about to, like, leave and go up to Mount Olympus, you can hold out for five more minutes. Right. So they go up there, and Zeus is like, all right, dude, joke's over. You got to give Persephone back. And Zeus says, Persephone, where would you rather go? She says, honestly, I'd rather stay with Hades in the underworld. Demeter is outraged. She's like, there's obviously been some kind of trick going on. This is not right. She says, this is a freaking joke. There's no way. This is a lie. She's always been happier with me. Give her back to me or else I will make every mortal starve to death. Hades says, honestly, she ate some pomegranate seeds when I offered them to her. So Zeus says, okay, dude, we've got to figure out some kind of compromise because otherwise Demeter says she's going to kill all of the morals and then I have no one else to have sex with other than my lame wife. Right.
1: So please fix the situation
0: that we're in. <laughs> yeah. Zeus asks how many pomegranate seeds she's eaten. She's eaten six. And in the Homeric Hymn to Demeter... Zeus assented that your daughter, every time the season comes round, would spend a third portion of the year in the realms of dark mist underneath, and the other two-thirds in your company, your being Demeter, and that of the other immortals. He has assented to all of this with the nod of his head. So two-thirds of the year, other versions, it's six months, so half of the year. So whenever Persephone is in the underworld, Demeter is sad, and all of the plants die to show how upset she is and how she's mourning for her daughter being away from her. Whenever Persephone comes back up, Demeter is happy and letting all of the flowers grow. Kind of like the seasons, right? Yeah. So that's that's how the Greeks explain the seasons.
1: Oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, autumn, winter is when Persephone's in the underworld. Right. She comes back
1: out, and it's spring. Me knowing... What little bit about this story that I knew beforehand, I thought that Hades like tricked her into eating the pomegranate seeds, and I was like, "Hey, you have to come back." I didn't know <laughs> that like she was like, "Oh wait, I kind of like it here. I'm gonna stay." Yeah, that makes the story better. It does.
0: There are like arguments, I guess. I don't think there are wars over it, but there is one side where people will say heck no he held her against her will why'd he trick her into eating the pomegranate seeds why did he give them to her anyway other people are like she totally knew she hadn't eaten the entire time and then now is eating them and has been treated as an equal with compassion and love and is happy right so it's just pick and choose It's mythology, so I like the happier version. I
1: like that one. That's a sweet ending.
0: Yeah, there are so many bad endings and so many bad things in Greek mythology. So it's a breath of fresh air when there's a good thing. Yes. Do you have a favorite Greek mythology story? Are there any, like, people that
1: intrigue you? I think Persephone, actually, is like... I probably learned a version of this story at some point, which is why I'm more familiar with it than others. Uh So I think she... Kind of with someone that I'm more familiar with. Also, just like Hercules, Hades is kind of funny. I like him.
0: (laughs) You imagine Hades as the blue bald guy
1: with the hair. I can. I like imagine him as both. Like I imagine him as like funny Disney Hades with the fire hair. Yeah. And then at the same point, at the same time, I'm like, he's a cute underworld god. So like I see him both. Yeah. At the same time. And I think I've seen something or. I don't know where I'm getting it from, but when you're talking about, like, the chariot coming out, mm-hmm. like, I get that that, like, probably happens whenever he comes to Earth, but I don't know why. I feel like I've seen – is there, like, a painting of that or, like, a something that I would have – Yeah. I might be literally making it up. Oh, is it
0: this one? I know this one.
1: It might be. Yes. I think I've seen that before or, like, something very similar to that. Yeah. It just – when you were talking about it is a thing that I was like, I know what this looks like. Mm-hmm.
0: That those are the nips in the water over here, and oh. that's that cyan trying to stop. Isn't that funny? I like that story. Yeah,
1: that I, one's a fun one. I also do you know at the Haunted Mansion in Disney outside there's the ch- like chariot with the horses, but the horses are not there. Looks. Don't like, they
0: have sound effects for horses though? Yeah, there's yeah. like they're
1: like ghost horses. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Like like the chariot with no actual horses, but yeah. you hear
0: horses. Um.
1: You know Harry Potter. Oh, you know Harry Potter. Yeah. The What are they called? Nestrals? Thestrals? Thestrals? Thestrals is what I'm the, uh, the horses that you that can only, can only see,
0: see if you've seen someone die.
1: Thestrals. That's what I think of. Okay. That's, I like that also. And it's more edgy, right? Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Okay, Gabs. Well, that was my story. I loved for today. it. Thank you. So did I. Are you ready for yours? Yes. Let's do it.
1: All right. So today I am going to be telling you the story of Dee, Dee Blanchard and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So. Okay. I'm just going to start with a little bit of background about Dee Dee. Dee Dee, get out of my laboratory! I had to get in. <laughs> um, I don't have too much information on her, but I think what I do have is important. Mm-hmm. So Didi Dee Dee Blanchard was born in nineteen sixty seven in Louisiana. Okay. She actually Didi Dee Dee isn't her first name. Didi Dee Dee Blanchard was born as Claudine. Well so did Blanch- she do like a legal name change? Blanchard is her married name. Oh like that wasn't her last name. Yes, like okay. I don't know what her I don't know what her maiden name is. So Claudine is. is born. Yes. So Claudine, according to her relatives, she would occasionally engage in petty theft in her adolescence That was just a thing that she did. She also, though, worked as a nurse's aide at some point in her early life. And there is some speculation as to whether or not she killed her own mother by denying her food in 1997.
0: Was her mother, like, federated?
1: I think so, just under her care. And she stopped feeding her is what some people, and it is, I think, worth noting that some of these people are relatives think that she potentially killed her oh mom. yeah they're like uh, i think she probably did that actually by age 24 she was pregnant by a man named rod blanchard and he was 17 at the time she so, was how old was she 24 and, and he 17. was 17 yes and so she gets pregnant and they get married so there's a bit of an age gap there um mm. and when Dee, Dee blanchard has her baby in 1991 they name her Gypsy Rose, because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy, hmm. and Rod really loved Guns N Roses and Roses. So what a
0: couple! That was
1: their compromise. So, soon after Gypsy is born, the couple divorced. Rod said they got married for the wrong reasons, which is understandable. He is mm-hmm. 17, and he yep. got her pregnant. Yep. So, they divorced, but I think the divorce was good, and throughout gypsy rose's life rod is consistently as involved as he is allowed to be sure so Dee, Dee tried to get rod to return after they divorced she was like please i want to stay married like we're going to raise our baby together and he was like not about it and he ended up moving and he met a new woman and had a wife and two kids so um, they lived very different lives after their divorce sure because Dee, Dee ended up moving back in with her parents um, Isn't her mother dead? She moves in with her dad and her stepmom. Her dad is okay. As well. Okay. So just to hit a little bit on Gypsy Rose's childhood, when she was born, she had no known health issues, mm-hmm. other than the fact that she was maybe a little premature. Um, mm-hmm. All that would have impacted is cosmetically the shape of her skull a little bit. But other than that, like, there were no health complications right. as a result okay. of her being born premature. But by the time she was three months old, Dee was taking her to the hospital regularly for overnight stays because she was convinced that she had sleep apnea. So they went to the hospital, stayed overnight, um, and she had a sleep monitor. And the sleep monitor, they found no sign of the condition. But Dee was just convinced she had it. On top of that, didi became convinced that gypsy rose had an unspecified chromosomal disorder so basically she's like she was born and something is wrong genetically with her there's just a an issue in one of her chromosomes can't tell you exactly which one it is or exactly (laughs) what the issue is but i promise she's got a genetic disorder that's didi's whole philosophy on why gypsy rose is so sick so when Gypsy Rose was about 7 or 8, she was riding on her grandfather's motorcycle with him. He just took her out for a ride, and they got into a minor accident. Her leg, I think, was relatively torn up, but it was mostly just like a skin abrasion. It wasn't... Like maybe a fracture at worst? Something like that. Okay. It really wasn't that bad. And she's young. Like, it's... She was going to be okay. Yeah. But Dee Dee was like, this is something that's going to take multiple surgeries to fix, this is so bad she needs to be in a wheelchair and from that point on gypsy rose was always in a wheelchair that's sad after this point where she's in the wheelchair now she starts attending special olympics events with her mother because she says she has this genetic disorder and she's in a wheelchair and she starts to get a lot of attention for it so in 2001 gypsy rose was named the honorary queen of the crew of mid-city parade which is a child-oriented parade that happens during mardi gras so it seems that gypsy rose stopped going to school after second grade but some say it was as young as kindergarten like she just stopped going to school completely. So Didi Dee Dee pulled her out of school and was like, She is too sick. I need to be watching her all the time because her condition doesn't permit her to go to public school. You guys just don't know how to handle it like I do. Yeah. And so she homeschooled her from then on. it's a little bit like Demeter. Yeah. Well and it's understandable. Like if you actually have a child in this what she thought was in this condition. Yeah. Like you do what you have to do. So no one batted an eye at it. So after the divorce, Didi Dee Dee moves in with her father and her stepmother. She... Her stepmother later claimed in interviews that Dee Dee actually poisoned her while she was living with them because she put weed killer in her food. Okay. So the stepmother ends up with a chronic illness and she's... I mean, she's really sick. And I couldn't find any information about the poisoning specifically, but what it sounds to me like is she repeatedly poisoned her like little bit by little bit and that's how she ended up with this chronic illness. But it was bad enough that people started to catch on and confront her about why is both your stepmother and your daughter so sick and yeah. kind of started to get a little bit suspicious so when this happened she and gypsy rose up and they moved to Seidel. so they are like <sighs> we're getting out of here people are starting to notice when they moved to Seidel, they live in public housing and most of their bills were paid with public assistance that they mm. received based on gypsy rose's condition okay and also her father's child support payments so, at this point, she's not really close with her father. They've moved further away from him, but he is continuing to, you know, send child support payments that he owes her and call and everything like that. And he really tries to stay in touch. Um, so, most of their time in Seidel was spent seeking treatment and visiting specialists. While all of this is happening, Dee Dee starts to say that Gypsy Rose suffers from hearing and vision problems okay i actually read another interview with a stepmother um that was just from a couple of years ago and the stepmother says that gypsy rose actually does have a lazy eye that you will notice if she's not wearing her glasses all the time so Dee, Dee is saying she has hearing problems she has vision problems and seeking treatment for those things and then she also says she has muscular dystrophy so they take her to a specialist and get her tested for it and they find absolutely no sign of muscular dystrophy and didi Dee Dee is just convinced that she has it so even though the doctor doesn't treat that condition because he is like no she yeah. doesn't have it he does agree to treat the other conditions that gypsy rose allegedly has at this point in time Dee, Dee has been telling doctors that gypsy rose has seizures every couple of months and so the doctors actually prescribe her anti-seizure medication at this point so they're living in Seidel and they're going to specialists and things like that. And then in 2005, Katrina completely devastated the area. Dee, Dee and Gypsy Rose have to leave and they go to Covington and they live in a small shelter that is set up for individuals with special needs. Okay. So at this point, a doctor suggests that they move to Missouri.
0: Wait, while they're living in the public housing? yeah, Like, you gotta
1: get out of here. Right. It's like, there's there's better for you. Like, cool. you can get better treatments, leave here. Okay. Um, because, like, at this point, they're kind of displaced. Like, this isn't... They're just in a temporary shelter.
0: Right. After Hurricane Katrina. As a
1: transitional home. So this doctor suggests that they move there, and so they do. Um, And once they move to Missouri, the Habitat for Humanity builds them a small home with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub. Mm -hmm. It sounds like there was a big renovation of the area, and then they specifically built this house for them. Right. And it was a big deal of them getting the house and i think there's videos where it's like let's go see your new home and it's like oh my god it's accessible uh-huh. now in the hot tub for therapy like all of these things
0: yeah like the whole community all pulling together look at this for you
1: exactly at this point they're also receiving free flights to see doctors that charities are giving them yeah they're receiving free trips to walt disney world and backstage passes to miranda lambert concerts via the make-a-wish foundation okay up until this point her father has been trying to stay involved in her life. Um, Dee Dee really often pushes him out. He will call and say, I want to talk to her. And she's like, oh, she's not available right now. And then the next day she'll be available to talk. And so she'll call and be like, hey, dad, whatever. Rod starts to think this is potentially weird because it seems like she's maybe being prompted. Like, right. she can't talk right now. And then that night Dee Dee is like, look, you have to talk to your father tomorrow. Here's just what rem- you say. Just remember... He didn't want to be part of your life, and he, you know, is doing that because he, for his own good. Like, nothing about this is for you. Like, he's selfish, blah, 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 blah. Rod doesn't know anything about the situation other than the fact that Gypsy is sick. When she is a little bit younger, Rod does know that Dee Dee keeps her age from her. So at the same time as Gypsy Rose was starting to attend the Special Olympics Mm in 2001, she was 10 at that point, but Gypsy Rose thinks she's eight. So Rod is like, it's a little bit weird, but at the same time she's sick and Dee Dee is like, she has the mental age of a five-year-old. We tell her she's a little bit younger, so she feels like she fits in. Right. Rod is like, it's weird, but whatever, like it's not, it's not super out there. Mm Mm-hmm. So by her 18th birthday, Rod is still involved and he tries to call and just wish her a happy birthday. Dee Dee gets to the phone first. I'm sure that always happened.
0: Right. But
1: Dee Dee is like, do not tell her how old she is. I don't want her to know. She thinks today is her 14th birthday. Wait, that's more than two years. Right. So at this point, we built a four year gap between how old she thinks she is and how old she actually is. How
0: does that happen? Like, mom, it's my birthday today. No, no, no. We're skipping this year. Right.
1: I don't know how after the age of 10 to the age of 18 she somehow misses two years of birthdays. But whenever they'd go to like the hospital and things like that, Didi Dee Dee would be like, Gypsy, Rose, you have to leave the room. You just you can't understand these adult conversations. And a lot of times she was just really removed from the outside world and outside contact and things like that. It could be that her sense of time was just super completely altered yeah based on what didi was telling her at this point she is actually 18 but she believes she's 14. and by 2010 when she's 19 years old gypsy starts to become increasingly more independent and she starts to question her mother an article that i was reading today there were a lot of times that gypsy rose tried to leave and her mom like beat her with coat hangers wire coat hangers wait because gypsy rose is like i know i'm not sick she figures it out But she's too scared to tell anyone. So she tells her mom or, like, she starts trying to leave and she's like, look, I know nothing's wrong. And her mom continues to shave her head, basically beats her and threatens her, like, if you tell anyone. Oh, my God. So, I mean, she's 19 at this point. She thinks she's 15, I'm assuming. So she doesn't know she's an adult yet. She doesn't know what legal rights she has to leave and she doesn't know that she can So she continues to live with her mom because she's scared. And you have to remember this started at three months old. Right. So she knows nothing else. And who is she going to go to? Yeah, this has been her whole life. And her dad would have come any second that she called him. But Didi, for her entire life, has fed her the, he is not, he doesn't care about you. He left
0: because he's selfish. He
1: wants nothing to do with you. Lie for her entire life. So she feels like she has no one to trust while she's starting to rebel a little bit i don't even know if you can call it rebellion when she's just trying to get out of this hellish situation yeah trying god she starts to use the internet and she has facebook profiles she actually shares a facebook with her mother but she has four other facebook profiles Uh and Dee Dee finds out about it at one point and again beats her smashes the computer is like you need to stop this outside contact in 2012 so we've jumped a little bit gypsy rose was using the computer after her mother went to bed so mm-hmm. all of this has already transpired gypsy rose knows she's not supposed to be according to her mother and she she's 21 at this point
0: 21 and trying to sneak on the internet so that you can have contact with the outside
1: world any God. contact so yes she's 21 and after Dee, Dee goes to bed she's using the internet and she meets a man online named Nicholas John. According to her, they met on a Christian dating website. So she meets Nicholas online. He has a criminal record for indecent exposure and a oh. documentary that I watched called Mommy Dead and Dearest, which is on HBO and I think on Netflix now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They go into a little bit more detail about why he was arrested and charged with indecent exposure and... Basically, Nicholas really loved to go to McDonald's <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> and to use their internet to Wait. watch very inappropriate videos in public. No! And I want to say, don't quote me on this, but it happened more than once. Like, that was just like. No! Right. So he's got this criminal record, whatever. And he tells Gypsy Rose that he is on the autism spectrum and has dissociative identity disorder. She's like, whatever, you're Good, cool.
0: because I have all of this, supposedly.
1: Right, like, w- we can relate. Yeah. So, while she's talking to Nicholas, they start discussing, like, eloping and discussing names for the kids that they plan on having in the future and they just have this relationship that is like really serious for what it actually was they've never met she doesn't have friends kind of thing but and like, she hasn't talked to anyone else so. right and so this is like a big deal for yeah. her yeah and she wants her mom to meet him because she wants to be able to have an actual relationship with him but she can't tell dd that i've been on the internet and i met a man yeah <laughs> okay Nicholas and Gypsy Rose concoct this plan that he is going to fly to Missouri and they are going to meet at a movie theater and they're going to bump into each other and be like, oh my God, hey, and then like strike up a relationship but, from there. And Dee, Dee will be like, oh yeah, that guy you met at the movie theater. Like, yeah. Also, I think Gypsy Rose would cosplay and she was always with her mom, but I think they would go to like conventions and things like that. Okay. She's in her wheelchair and she's always looks much younger than she is. Yeah. And so Dee Dee was like, yeah, like put on the princess dress, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when she and Nicholas make this plan to meet at the movie theater, I am 99% sure that it was part of their plan for them to both be in costume. So it's like, <laughs> we have so much in common. Whoa, look at you. Let's talk. It's a good way for us to talk. Yes. Yeah, so like you also came to the movie theater. Whoa. In costume look we're the only ones right and so that's their whole plan and dd's gonna meet them and then they're gonna be able to have a relationship whatever so when they did actually meet according to nicholas what actually took place was that gypsy rose led him to the bathroom and they had sex in the bathroom at the movie theater
0: that was that must have been her first time
1: i would assume so because she's like n- not ever out of her mom's sight man she just jumped on it right but she kind of says that she did not necessarily like him as much as she anticipated to and when she actually saw him like even if that did happen it was like because she was just like excited about being out of the house and away from her mom for four seconds but like she was kind of like i don't know he's not as great as what i thought he was gonna be she got I, catfish yeah and Didi met him and was like he's creepy like D- Didi literally told gypsy rose like he's a weird guy and she was kind of like yeah you're right but they continued their relationship anyways <laughs> and so in june of 2015 so three years later they've they've been in this relationship for three years And Nicholas flies to Missouri while Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee were at the doctor. After Dee Dee goes to sleep that night, Gypsy Rose lets him in the house and gives him duct tape, gloves, and a knife with the understanding that he was going to use all of those things to kill Dee Dee. Hmm. Nicholas tells Gypsy Rose, though, go in the bathroom close the door, cover your ears. You don't have to see this. You don't have to hear this or just doing this to get you out. And then proceeds to go into Dee Dee's room and stab her. And he stabbed her 17 times, which was- Oh my God. Yes. And that absolutely came up in his trial because that's excessive.
0: Ladies, if your man is willing to kill your mother very brutally- He is not the man for you. He's not the
1: one. But Gypsy Rose didn't know this. And so she goes in the bathroom and she does exactly what he says to. And then he comes out and is like, it's over. It's handled. We can go now. They have sex in Gypsy Rose's room. Take $4,000 cash that Dee Dee had. Most of that money was from child support payments that Rod was still paying to her which I think is important to note because she's 23 at this point. And he's still paying. Unless Dee Dee kept all that money, which I doubt she did, he's probably still paying child support at this point. And Gypsy Rose probably doesn't even understand that or know that. He is just being the father. He's going above and beyond what the law expected him to, to just be an actual father. Yeah, that's not
0: like child support. That is mandatory. That is you knowing that your daughter is way older
1: than... What she thinks and still. Continuing to support. Trying to help, yeah. So they take $4,000 cash and then they go to a motel and they stay there for several days. The police think that this period in the motel was them trying to figure out what their next move was. They mailed the murder weapon, which was the knife, from Missouri to Wisconsin to Nicholas's house so that they do not get caught. The two of them take a Greyhound bus to Wisconsin to his place and people after the fact that they interview and stuff like that. They say that they saw the two of them together and Gypsy Rose was walking perfectly fine and wearing a blonde wig. So they get to Wisconsin and Gypsy Rose starts to worry because there's been nothing in the news about her mother being killed and the disabled daughter missing. Her wheelchair is still at the house. So she knows that if the police come in and they find Dee Dee's body and the wheelchair is still there, it's going to look like she's been kidnapped. Like it's going to be a big story. And for there to be nothing. She knows that no one has found Dee Dee yet. So she asks Nicholas to post on the Facebook page that they share together and alert all of their Facebook friends that something is wrong and just give them some sort of indication that they need to check on Dee.
0: Yeah.
1: And he does that. So he posts two very vulgar messages to their Facebook page. The first message says, that b- is dead. And then the second message, which is significantly worse, says, I f- slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so f- Loud, lol. People freak out on the Facebook page. Yeah, and like, there's like comments that are like, "You've never spoken like this before." On the original post, that just the fact that she cursed at all, something is wrong. Immediately call the cop. Then they're worried about Gypsy Rose because where is she and what happened to her? Uh-huh. When the cops show up, her wheelchair is still there, and they find Dee Dee's body. And the next day, Gypsy Rose and Nicholas were both arrested for killing Dee Dee Blanchard. When news breaks though that Gypsy Rose is safe and hasn't been killed kidnapped and killed and uh-huh. everything like that the community is so excited they start raising money for her and go for her, all of her treatments going forward yeah. now that she doesn't have her mother paying for her living expenses everything like that the green county sheriff who's named jim arnott warned the community at this point that things are not always what they seem because people are just so excited uh-huh. and he asks everyone to stop raising money for gypsy rose until after the investigation has ended because at this point nothing is set in stone mm. gypsy Rose attorney obtained her medical records from louisiana and secured a plea bargain where she would plead guilty to second degree murder just to kind of acknowledge how malnourished she is at this point when she was in county jail awaiting her trial, she actually gained 14 pounds.
0: Like compared to how she had been living with Dee Dee? Yes. So
1: God. she gets to jail and is doing well. She's walking. She's healthy. She's not taking these medicines. She gains 14 pounds while waiting her trial. So she accepts the plea bargain that her attorney obtained and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. She will be released in 2025 mm. and she'll be 34 years old when she is released. Young. Yes. Um, Nicholas, on the other hand, faced the more severe charge because he and Gypsy's stories both independently said that he was the one that killed Dee Dee. Nicholas argued that the reason that he killed her was just to get Gypsy Rose out of it. And he was like, I was just saving her from a lifetime of abuse. That was my motive. And that's honorable, kind of. Yeah,
0: but 17 times? Exactly,
1: And they were like, even if that's the case, you enjoyed it. And the way that you killed her made it clear that you are ready to kill aggressively. Right. So there's a lot of arguments in his trial about that. And his attorney's claim that because he's on the autism spectrum and the state that his mind is in and the mental disorders that he has, that even if he premeditated it in terms of planning on it, he actually could not comprehend to the fullest extent what was going to happen and what was going to result afterwards. So they're arguing that he should not be convicted of first degree murder and it should be second or third. Nicholas's attorneys argued that because of this mental disorder and things like that, he should have another round of psychological testing. So they agreed to that. Nicholas has an IQ of 82, and it was confirmed that he was on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. But regardless of that, he was charged with first-degree murder because of the brutality of the crime and because he confessed to it. Yeah. So there wasn't much up for discretion there. But he has actually not been sentenced yet. He will be sentenced next month in February of 2019. Oh. Because his trial took so long and took so much longer, he's still Mm -hmm. still awaiting his sentencing. Mm -hmm. Whereas Gypsy Rose has already served some of her sentence. And like I said, she'll be released in 2025 there like i mentioned before is the documentary mommy dead and dearest and after gypsy rose is sent to prison her father gets in contact with her and they completely reunite and re-explain that he's always tried to be involved and they kind of start to understand what happened he's remarried and his wife's so gypsy rose's stepmother is involved and there are interviews with them, and they say she is just doing so great. Yeah. She's working on her GED in prison right now so that when she leaves, she'll have formal education and be able to get a job and things like that and live Good. a normal life. And they asked her, basically, like, if you had the choice to live in prison, like, as you are, or go back with your mother, she has said, I would choose prison any day. Yeah. Her teeth have fallen out from some of the medicines that she gave really? her. But other than that, there have not really been any lasting health issues from all of the things that she had Uh which is pretty impressive considering she said she had leukemia and was being treated with chemotherapy Mm -hmm. she had a feeding tube from a really young age her stepmother said all it is is she has to wear her glasses or you can tell she's a lazy eye and other than that she's completely healthy she's looking forward to getting out of prison and having an education and getting to live a job and yeah it's I don't know it's really cool getting to hear from the family's perspective and her perspective now that she has a voice for herself right which Gypsy Rose has said at this point if I knew what I know now and I could go back I would cry for help I would tell everyone I would not be scared of my mom and I would just do something about it before killing her mm-hmm. or having her killed but with what has happened I'm living a better life and I'm happy and I'm healthy and i rod basically came out and said you know what i think dd got what she asked for
0: i think she did the, sorry
1: yeah i mean you you can't treat someone like that and like restrict their entire life
0: yeah it's there's an episode of black mirror are you gonna watch it do you think
1: maybe at some point but archangel? If
0: you wanna... okay i'm sorry no go if ahead. i'm about to spoil archangel the episode of Black Mirror <laughs> so skip this part if you want. It's basically an overprotective mother. Uh-huh. She, there's like this new technology where they implant this little monitor in the child's eye and she has this screen that she could look at and it'll tell you like everything like a change in a heart rate when okay. she's like excited or something or if she's taking narcotics or right. if she's like pregnant, things like that. And um, you can like blur out their vision so they're not seeing some things. Like, if she witnessed her grandfather dying, so she like
1: Blacked it out,
0: or like whatever. put a monitor over eye, her eyes so she like doesn't know what blood is. She can't hear cuss words. She can't do this, 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 and it. Um, and then eventually she stops doing that when she gets a little older, and then picks it up again later on in mm-hmm. her life. The daughter finds out about it, goes crazy. Long story short, she, long story short, she murders her mother in a fit of rage. But she has the blurred vision on, so she can't even tell that she's oh killing gosh. her mother. She's just like beating her, not realizing what's happened until it stops being blurred out and she sees her mother dead on the oh floor. Oh my god! Yeah. But it's kind of the same. like Yeah, it
1: is. Yeah, that is the story of the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. And I guess sometime next month, we will find out how long Nicholas will be serving in prison. I it. am excited to find out about that. I am too, because I'm really curious as to how, what they're going to do, considering all of the circumstances right. at hand.
0: I, I think the worst part about it, for him at least, is the fact that he went sicko mode. And stabbed her 17 times. She really didn't
1: have to do that. He did not
0: have to go that crazy. Yeah. One thing that kind of boggles my mind a little bit is some of those illnesses that she supposedly had are ones that like need to be tested. So like when it came to her being treated with chemotherapy, is that not something that you were like constantly checking up on to see how it's getting better and uh, this could never happen again i would think no. like this is a
1: one time it is just that all of these things perfectly fell together mm-hmm. that she was even able to pull this off to the extent that she was
0: which also makes it so much crazier
1: didi did a good job of making her look the part so. yeah i
0: mean it's called munchausen by proxy right yes that's what that's something that the mother has yes. the caretaker has yes so, does that mean that, in her mind, she genuinely thought that she had something? Or does it mean that no. n- maybe it's...
1: She is putting the illness on her, knowing that it's not true. It right. is a mental disorder. Okay, okay, yeah. So, it-, it is a mental disorder, totally. Because, like, no one in their right mind would do this to their kid. Mm-hmm. But she is fully aware of the fact that nothing is wrong with Gypsy Rose. And she is forcing this illness on her. okay well so munchausen's munchausen syndrome is a factitious disorder a mental disorder in which a person repeatedly and deliberately asks if he or she has a physical or mental illness when he or she is not really sick so you can have it about yourself you can go to the doctor be like oh i don't feel good am i do i have cancer and they're like no and you're like no i think i do but it's you don't actually think so. You want people to think you do, and you want okay. the attention of it. Whereas Munchausen's by proxies, you're putting that on someone else. So, in mm-hmm. this situation, it's by proxy, because Dee Dee never said anything was wrong with her. Right. But she didn't genuinely believe that something was wrong with Gypsy Rose. Right.
0: Ah, that is crazy. Also, also, when it comes to getting glasses, before you get the glasses, they do that they minor little, like, all right tell me what you can see a or so b how is how is mom over here gonna be like don't trust
1: her i know everything the vision thing might have been the only real ailment that she had now as for like hearing, hearing? i don't know how they were she's like no i can't hear and then they were like oh let's just adjust your hearing aid that you now have a little bit and she's like no that's better and it I don't know, but again, she was scared. And by the time she knew about it, she was like, I still can't do anything other than take it and go along with it. I would start walking around. Just I like, would, you I like drop something, you're like, oh my God. And you like stand up, yeah, to grab it, like, and you're like,
0: all right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom really quickly. Like at the movie theater. Yeah. Just, I would be in public and stand up and do this to my mom.
1: Yeah, and let everyone in the room know. That it's not your choice yeah and say help me i'm
0: not actually sick
1: i'm excited for like when she gets out of prison which me there, too there, which is a long time but yeah but there is a petition to like release her early really just because people are like okay when you consider the circumstances does she have to serve a 10-year prison sentence for this like no and was her life in danger potentially like there are a lot of things to consider so she's missing some teeth right so hopefully she gets out before 2025, but really, I mean, that's only six years away, and she'll only be 34, so she will have a whole life ahead of her. Man. Man! Ooh, doggie! That was some good storytelling, Gabe. Oh, thank you so much! Um, Now that we've both told our stories, I think we should change the topic for today's episode. To what? Overprotective mothers, potentially,
0: Creepy boyfriends.
1: Maybe one day we'll actually cover Stockholm syndrome,
0: but not until after these really exciting episodes we have in store for you guys. We are really poor, and we have the ads, but if you want to give us your own money directly to us. You can always do
1: that. If you go to our anchor profile and then hit a button that says something like sponsor or something, you can give us money. You can
0: give us your money directly. However much you want. How much is a nose job? Couple thousand. So all we need
1: is twice that, enough for both of us. Follow us on Twitter and we'll tell you all about some other exciting things we've also got coming up. That is at stickstories S-T-Y-X-S-T-O-R-I-E-S. And we're going to be posting stuff. We haven't yet, though.
0: And we will one day.
1: Yes. Soon, probably. Anyway. But thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time. Later, later, gamers. gamers.